This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. In business, service is everything. Cintas delivers what you need to better serve your customers. Whether it's freshly laundered work apparel for almost any job imaginable, tested and inspected fire protection systems, first aid and safety supplies, on-site AED training, or mops and restroom products stocked and ready when you need them. Better work days happen together. So visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Co. From BBC Science Focus magazine, this is Instant Genius, a bite-sized masterclass in podcast form. I'm Alex Hughes, staff writer for BBC Science Focus. Burnout is something that many of us have suffered from, whether that's because of work, relationships, or just daily struggles in our lives. But what actually is burnout and how can we address it? I'm joined by Sarah Boss to discuss this topic. She's the clinical director at The Balance, a mental health clinic with offices around the world. She explains the science behind burnout, addressing possible symptoms and signs, as well as what is going on inside the brain when it happens. So what actually is meant by the term burnout? Well, burnout is actually, it, it's started to be used this term in in regard to work overloaded work to feeling literally burned out stressed so much over a um, long period of time to develop chronic uh, this chronic sym- syndrome how we call it that burnout is a chronic syndrome that can consist of many different symptoms that might also vary in each person the diagnosis is usually through to due to stresses on the job what is it that actually uh, causes burnout it's not just from being in the office it can be from being at home as well or yes exactly so it can be it can be an overload an overload at work like the typical situations we we hear of a lot 
or we, there is most evidence and studies and research about is the typical overload situation at work with people that have too much pressure or, or don't get any reward at work or there are these, these high demanding jobs or very boring jobs or chaotic high pressure kind of environment with no recognition, these kind of risk factors we know already. So that's a typical work situation. But it can also be an overload in the family, for example, or in the social environment. The typical situation is um, the, somebody that has to take care of somebody, for example, in a, in a sickness, disease, many years. These caregivers have an immense overload as well and have the same kind of, of symptoms and, sy and develop the same burnout syndrome. And then it can also come from being under-challenged or feeling neglected. It can, it can look the same to have too much or not enough of, of stimuli, I would say. So it's an experience of the extreme, you know, either your brain is not experiencing enough or it's experiencing too much. Yes, exactly. That both cause then in the end, if we would look at it physiologically, it causes a ma massive stress reaction, a cortisol increasing stress reaction in the whole body and the brain and the nervous system. And why is it that we are getting these overloads in the brain and the body? Is it that because um, you're, if, if you're saying it can be both overstimulation and under, is it just an intense feeling that's causing this yes a feeling or, or i would say a reaction in our in our nervous system because it's it depends then on on how we cope with something it depends on how how we take care of ourselves in you know in, in difficult situations in pressuring situations how how is our for example our sleep hygiene or how much exercise or relaxing techniques we apply every day in our life and it can then all end that way in that overload of, of our system regarding how much pressure we can cope and how well we are at, at dealing with stressors because stress itself is something positive in our life we need it sometimes we all know these situations starting at school when we had tests exams we we need a certain amount of, of stress to perform well or to feel motivation, to, to study, to be focused. But then the natural thing would be that this, this curve of increasing cortisol would go down again and we go back into the calm, restorative state of the parasympathetic nervous system. But if that doesn't happen anymore and we are in a chronic state of stress, then we can develop this burnout syndrome. And how do you draw the line? Where does stress end and burnout begin? That's a very good question. The easiest way to see is as soon as we develop changes or symptoms, as soon as we see that we don't come back into the restorative state we should be in. So as soon as we notice differences or we notice that we that we our nervous system can't come back into the resting state anymore. And that can be, you know, when, when, when we already develop symptoms like the pulse going up or the heart rate going up, that's already a long way we've gone into the stress mode. So we should be able to detect it much earlier and be more aware of our body and our, our, how we feel inside of our body and already notice slight changes. 
Um, and the sleep, like I mentioned, is a, is a really good indicator for it usually. And how do you, you differentiate between burnout and, let's say, anxiety or depression or lots of the mental health illnesses that may carry similar symptoms? Or is it just a case that they overlap? Well, somehow in the symptoms, I think they, they can all potentially overlap. But the, the, in the definition, the main difference is the cause. So burnout would always have a cause per definition why you got to that point versus uh, anxiety or depression. You usually don't have a cause, a single cause, but develop like any, any mental disease through time or maybe already at early age and not depending on an event or a period of time. And is there um, any, I guess, predisposition to burnout? Or is every single person just as likely to suffer from this? No, I think there is predisposition. I mean, one thing we see is, of course, the personality trait somebody has. If, for example, somebody is very perfectionist or a high performer, high achiever, for example, that grew up in a family or in a surrounding where there was a lot of pressure to achieve and to focus on, on performance, I think these kind of people are more at risk to develop these kind of symptoms. But then also on the other end of the spectrum, people that don't have a lot of resources or don't have a lot of awareness of, of their body and their health, and they don't have a lot of sensations about what's going on within their nervous system or their body, they're also at risk because they might not notice what's going on or they might not know how to cope with changes in their life or with stress. You talked then about overachievers. I assume this can create burnout in every kind of direction of their life. If you're an overachiever, then you're pushing to you know work especially hard but then also like you were saying earlier about not doing much and underachieving there's an, a stress there because it's in battle with their personality exactly absolutely because they, they that's it it's just as big as a stressor an internal stressor then or a good example is the pandemic we know that the pandemic caused an increase of burnout especially in women because they didn't get their job back that easily, or also the whole topic of childcare, the childcare crisis, there wasn't, there, there was so much pressure on women in this pandemic, or still is after it, that that also caused a rise, a rise of burnout symptoms. So um, can also we should always look at it in the context of of what's happening also in our society also for example the whole group of young adults below 30 years that were also severely hit by that instability of work in the pandemic and after the pandemic but that also had a huge impact so yes like you said the, 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 I think the uncertainty is something is really hard to deal with especially work-wise and financially though so that is a huge stressor to ourselves this episode is brought to you by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. 
From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Learn more at bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is brought to you by J.Crew. This spring, J.Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J.Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. We talked a little bit there about the younger generation. It seems to be that there's more attention paid to the issue of burnout in these younger generations. Is this quite a generational thing or is it more the problems that um, a younger generation is facing around work and housing and cost of living? Yeah, I think it's a mix because this generation has, I mean, every generation has its, had its challenges, but this generation, I think, has new challenges like the mentioned pandemic already with the, all that uncertainty of even getting a stable job then the work at home and then all of a sudden back to the office but then cutting down jobs and massive insecurity in the job world this especially these kind of young workers have to face and then also what i see and plays a big part of it, I think, is the whole social media and internet generation. That is also something that generates so much insecurity and constant stress on the on these young people that we sometimes can't even imagine, but how many contacts they have every day, how many information they have to process every day in just on their phone and on their devices. So that's something that causes an, an another uh, huge amount of extra stress that's not even at work or in their social life, but a part of their everyday life already that I find a huge risk factor. And that could also have something to do with that. So social media alone can be something that's causing burnout for people. Yeah, or maybe that would just add on to their stressful life already, because this is in the end... It, it's an extra stress to be so present on social media, to be worried to miss out on something, to not be able to disconnect in the end. Because we know that we as human beings, we really need to disconnect and we should really learn that and focus on that. And all these social media generation, I think that's really hard for them to ever tr even train that, not even practice it, but to even start practicing it. Do you think this is, I guess, more of a prevalent issue in recent years? Or is it, like we're saying now with the um, use of social media, just something that is more put in front of us? We're more aware of burnout because we talk about it more. I think it's both, part, part of both. Because I think it seems to be that I hear about it more now, but then at the same time, I think it's just more a conversation people seem to have. Yes, exactly. That, that's that's also true. That through the more awareness or reading a lot about it, like we we said earlier, that all of a sudden it's not just the work context. It can be part of of many different areas of our life. So people are a lot more aware of it and use the term more often. And also we understand how it how it works. Now we don't call it anxiety anymore, for example, or 
or these kind of physiological reasons we saw behind them, like heart conditions or high blood pressure or all these kind of things that are sometimes also a symptom or all the gastric symptoms like uh, changes in our digestion or in our appetite. All, all these kind of symptoms are also now something we're more aware of and we wouldn't leave out anymore out of the spectrum of, of burnout. So if someone starts to experience the symptoms of burnout themselves, what's the best way to deal with it? What's the the appropriate way for them to try and battle that? I think it's important to understand what's going on, maybe to read about it more, to understand the whole process, because it's like a, a process in steps to develop burnout and also the the severity of it and ask for help and support and in all areas so it's that should involve resolving the issues at work if if that's where it started maybe with the, even with a coach for example that deals a lot with work but then also in maybe in psychotherapy to work on personality traits we might have a perfectionism we might have things that contribute to us how we deal with stress and how we deal with uh, performance situations and with co- and what kind of coping strategies we use. A lot of people might, for example, start to abuse substances to try to regulate themselves. So that's also something that would need would need, be needed to be addressed. And also maybe have a checkup also physiologically by a, a family um, a general practitioner to see how how the body the nervous system is already reacting to it and then what's very important is to to change the the whole lifestyle to sleep a lot sleep hygiene is is most important to sleep and rest to start to re- be able to relax again to exercise maybe to start practicing mindfulness or meditation and that can be easy exercises you know there are these great courses now like the the mindfulness-based stress reduction program that is only 12 weeks in total where everybody can learn easy techniques that we can all apply in our everyday life even if it's just three times 10 minutes and that already make a huge difference to how how we perceive stress and how resilient we are so that's something we, we should actually all always implement already as a, a preventive factor. And if you maybe aren't suffering from burnout yourself, but you know someone that is, is there something people can do from the outside? Yes, I, I think it would, it would be really good to address it and to address, for example, if they observe changes in the behavior of a person because that's what you, we usually notice then that they might withdraw or they might be irritable or they might just be different than they were before and I think it's very important to address that and, and to make the person aware that there's something serious going on that they might notice yet they might not yet notice yet and that is something that can really then lead to some major problems later on Something that might be quite interesting is this concept of if a lot of burnout is happening within the in someone's work life or in in the office, is there ways that companies can um, take on some of the load and reduce the culture of burnout? It, you know, there's a lot of talk of uh, four day weeks or all these other different solutions. Does that make much of a difference? 
Yes, it does. Absolutely. We can do so much at work from basic things like giving more recognition, like the whole workplace, how it is, if there's stresses that can be like light or like noise or how we work together, how many people, how much space, how much how much natural light, windows, how much possibility to disconnect, all these kind of things, we have a huge effect already. Or that there are also already big companies that incorporated mindfulness exercises in their everyday life and have really good effects on it. So there is a lot that can be done. And then it's also good to have somebody to be aware, more aware of it and to be in charge of the whole environment of the people there to overlook it to be there if in case of needed for for changes or also to to create more awareness and the four the four day week is of course a, a good option or maybe also during the day have these these little breaks have good quality breaks and um, a healthier in, in work environment We've talked a lot about burnout in the younger generation and I guess that this idea that within social media it seems like a bigger issue than it used to be. Is it something that's getting worse? Are we experiencing it more or is it more that we're just finally starting to understand how we deal with this and going forward we're in a better place? I think it's a mixture of, of both because if we look at the world it, it is more more stressing than ever because no generation had so much information to process all the time because there was no internet and there was not this overload of information we really can't compare that with any other generation that had other big problems in at their time and a lot of trauma but that's i think a different story so this overload is something that is very specific i think in this generation now and something we should also always keep in mind. And also this instability. You know, if we think about um, generations ago, it was clear that if you have a, a certain job, you might keep it and maybe for the rest of your life. It's another story if it made you happy or not, but that safety was somehow there sometimes. Now it's it's very common that young people change their jobs many times or that they have different uh, several jobs or that they constantly it's it's always everything is constantly in change and that is also creating an, an instability and instability is also always threatening even if we're not aware of it but threatening to our nervous system and it's also a stressor and we also see for example with all the crises that there are now you know we have more and more helpers now which is which is great and of course what we need but all these kind of jobs they're even more at risk you know all the all the the people that help others that support others or also the people that are in in direct contact with a lot of of customers or with a lot of patients or whoever it is they start learning sometimes to have to suppress their emotions because it's just no place and no space to express them and it's also a high risk factor so i think it is also something we we face now in our in our modern world that is that that where that increase in burnout comes from thank you for listening to this episode of instant genius that was Sarah Boss talking about burnout. 
The Instant Genius Podcast is brought to you by the team behind BBC Science Focus magazine, which you can find on sale now in supermarkets and newsagents, as well as on your preferred app store. Alternatively, you can come and find us online at sciencefocus.com. 